Welcome to Get Over It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. Hey folks, by popular demand, Giulio Consiglio is back and we're going to be talking about his actually second book and that is The Healing Frequency. He explains very clearly how you can heal yourself. Um, you have to do some work, but... Um, it's about staying in present time. And we're going to talk about that um, more and more in a moment. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that is holding you back. But you guys know I always ask that question. Are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network a 501c3 nonprofit. I also authored two books. I provide uh, consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, nesmoniquechapman.com, and I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. And folks, if you really love Get Over It podcast, subscribe. You'll get all the new shows right then and there. You don't even have to search because they're all absolutely positively wonderful. My guest today, back by popular demand, Giulio Consiglio out of Ontario, Canada, is a spiritual teacher and author who focuses on the transformative power of inner stillness, the mind-body-spirit connection, and psychic abilities development. He is the author of Challenge Your Thoughts, The Healing Frequency, and a newly published book, Open Your Third Eye, Activate Your Sixth Chakra, and Develop Your Psychic Abilities. Julio currently offers conscious space teaching to individuals, groups, and you can check him out at his website, and that's julioconsiglio.com, and that's J-I-U-L-I-O-C-O-N-S-I-G-L-I-O.com. Welcome back, Julio. Thank you so much for having me again, Monique. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, I love having you on the show, and you know, your voice is just so calming and healing until hopefully I um, stay focused because <laughs> I get into the <laughs> healing energy and go off track. I uh, absolutely love the book, The Healing Frequency. We had you on earlier to talk about um, your Open Your Third Eye book. How did it come about for you to discover the healing frequency? The healing frequency um, was a result of the spiritual awakening that I experienced in 2005. I, uh, previous to that, I had suffered from some pretty intense anxiety and uh, some other wake-up calls that uh, I went on to experience um, 
one including uh, a health scare with cancer. So mm-hmm. after or, or, or during th- that process of, of awakening and unfolding, I realized uh, through a vision that healing takes place. Um, the potential is, is, is beyond what, what we've been conditioned to believe. And that healing frequency is that vibrational frequency of, of inner stillness. And when we connect with that consciously, we begin to allow our highest self, uh, whether you want to call it source or God, uh, to literally uh, manifest miracles in our life. And that includes healing. Okay, so how do we get to the point of exploring this inner stillness, this oneness in order to heal? In the book, you talk about, and this like caught my eye and it cracked me up. And you said religion, I'm paraphrasing folks, religion creates separation. And I'm like, I've been saying that for years, but folks don't want to listen. So can you tie all that in? Absolutely. So I'll start by saying the doorway uh, to experience that vibrational frequency or that elevated or uh, interconnected way of being is the present moment. So it's this now moment. So that's the doorway. The it, it's it's a state of surrender. And when I say surrender, a lot of people sort of mm, apply a negative connotation to that. But when you're surrendered, what that means is you're not resisting what is. So you're not resisting whatever it is you're feeling inside. You're not resisting what's happening in the outside world. And essentially, the two are one. So in that state of acceptance, you begin to alchemize and transform emotions. And you can get to a point where the mind is silent. And that stillness, that silence, is our authentic self. It's who we are before we manifest it into form. Now to touch upon religion, religion, I like to see it as a stepping stone. It it serves a purpose. It gives us an idea, you know, that there is something greater, but it doesn't offer direct experience. And what I'm talking about is direct experience with source energy. And Mm -hmm. if, if I touch upon how it sort of divides, it divides from one point of view that you know some people think their religion is correct or some people believe uh-huh. their religion is correct what this direct experience if you want to call it applied spirituality or enlightenment is transcendent of all that it is just a connection with who you are beyond the thinking mind and that stillness that's something that can't be added to to any of us it's already within us but it's up to okay. us to remember or reconnect with it consciously. Okay. A lot of people think stillness is about being in meditation and your mind has to be blank. So why don't you delve a little bit deeper into what you mean by stillness and how people can access that state? Sure. The thing about meditation I'll mention is a lot of people, when you hear that word, they find it daunting, but the truth is anything can be made, made a meditation. You could be at home washing dishes and be in the moment and be present. You could be reading a book and be at home and be present. So it, it's not so much you're trying to stop the thinking mind because uh-huh. the truth is there's no effort 
that is required. It is simply becoming aware of the awareness that is already there. So one can start by going inward and just simply paying attention to the thoughts that come and go. And what you begin to notice is as you're paying attention to the thoughts that are coming and going, you're going to begin to notice a space or a pause between those thoughts. It's that pause. It's that space, that nothingness you want to sort of give awareness to because the truth is we are such powerful beings whatever we put our focus and attention on is what we give life to so by becoming aware of that you now open a door or a dimension to to stillness to to that inner peace that quiet and the more you sort of practice being present within yourself the more you invite that beingness, that that inner quiet to sort of unfold within you. Okay. How do we get the mind to shut up? That's an excellent question. And and the the truth is, so as long as we align with, and, and this is just to, to offer insight, as long as we align with our past and our future, so that's where the thinking mind operates. And there's nothing wrong with it. Problems arise when we now start feeling stuck, but even that can be a catalyst for awakening. So as long as we're identifying with the past and the future, we're going to be sort of stuck in that 3D thinking mind. The way you sort of start to transcend it or go beyond it is A, you become very aware of the present moment. And when I say that, I mean the reality of the present moment. So if we reflect briefly that the past can only be remembered through thought, it, 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 we were never experiencing life in the past. We can only think of the past. The future never arrives. It always unfolds in the now. So the moment you begin to question, hang on a second, that is where you now create that bridge, that 4D reality where you start questioning and now open the door to possibility, which is 5D or that vibrational frequency of, of inner stillness, where you simply are in full alignment with your spiritual or, or, or I'll call it soul. Uh -huh. When you're aware of that, that is what is eternally silent. It's that silent witness. So, in essence, there is already a master meditator within each and every one of us. There is already a 5D highly enlightened being. It's just a matter of becoming aware and aligning with that. And one of the keys is the present moment and also going back to surrender. So beginning to not resist what is coming up, whether it's the past or the future trying to project. So beginning to disidentify with those two mind constructs, past, future, and start to really just become aware. That's how you begin to raise your frequency and start the process of transcending. Okay, well, why don't you um, share with us an example of surrendering? Because surrendering folks, from what I'm understanding, Julio, to say, is not giving up your power. It's about not fighting what's in front of you. Am I understanding that correctly? Exactly. And 
we'll often, if we become aware of it, we'll often find that the things we are resisting are, are things that have already passed and now we're sort of projecting them into the future. So that's one of them. The other thing is, if, if for example, we're focusing or we've, we, let's say we have, are experiencing, let's say some lack of abundance, let's call it financial abundance. So you're mm-hmm. experiencing that. And so the conditioned reaction is to focus on that and to complain about it. And the minute you do that, you open the door for the ego to just sort of escalate that and escalate that when the truth is, it simply is what it is, but it's what the meaning that we're placing upon it, whether we amplify what is, and that's what keeps a lot of people stuck. And that's what keeps a lot of circumstances sort of repeating and keeping us in those, in those patterns. So that non-resistance and and beginning to search for answers or taking action to sort of change what is instead of being in that holding pattern of that emotion. Okay. Right now, uh, the world is going through COVID here in the United States. They're talking about, you know, um, tighter controls on some things and loosening up others. And there's a lot of people who are going through angst and literally suffering. Um, In your opinion, what is the purpose of suffering? And is it something that we should like just not embrace at all? Or should we embrace it and move through it and heal on the other side? The greater purpose of suffering, and this is even coming from my own personal experience, it, it ultimately serves a purpose to wake us up to remember our divine spiritual nature and what we are experiencing. And I've been writing about this for, for 15 years now is mm-hmm. an acceleration of consciousness while also putting a spotlight on the monster that the egoic collective mind has become. So we are in this position right now because we have been operating more from a doingness instead Mm -hmm. of beingness. So from the thought of separation, that we're separate from each other, instead of we are one with each other. So what we're seeing right now is an acceleration, and it's actually going to get a little louder and a little crazier on the outside, on the within the collective. And that's to, I don't want to say the word force, but to point us inward to the safety and to the awareness of who we truly are. Because as long as we sort of look outwards, we're going to, we're going to not embrace our sovereignty. We're not going to uh, become empowered. So this Uh is, this is calling us to remember who we are. So there is a purpose in this. The question always becomes who is heeding that call? Uh huh. Yes, that is the question. Um, it seems like the energy of COVID worldwide is forcing us in some way to go inside, but we keep resisting it. Why is that? The main, I would say, one of the main reasons is the majority, the collective, do not realize there is an, a level of awareness or consciousness beyond. The thinking mind. So we've been conditioned to think that thinking mind is all there is, and there's really nothing else within us. When the truth is, when you align and discover 
that inner being within you, you, you realize the treasures that are within. And the treasures I'm talking about are clarity, wisdom, understanding, discernment, psychic abilities, everything that we truly, truly desire is has nothing to do with the material world it is mm -hmm. you know that thirst to know who we truly are and a lot of us are realizing there's something missing and what's missing is the awareness of who we are beyond fear beyond incessant thinking mm. well you know you went right to where i was going to next and that's fear because fear at least when i have fear in my space it just like throws everything off kilter and i have to you know collect myself and come back to present time so how do we not allow the fear to overtake us because i think we all go there but we don't have to stay there and swim forever do we no i i think the first thing i mentioned this to someone the other day the minute we number one accept that suffering from one point of view is a part of this experience is the moment you can alchemize it and experience non-suffering so that's number one because Com that resistance, that complaining, uh, even with regarding fear, is what fuels it. Now, there's two ways uh, to experience fear. The conditioned uh, reaction, I'm not going to call it a response, it's a reaction, is mm -hmm. that we experience the thought, it frightens us on an unconscious level, we react to it, thereby energizing it, and that thought comes so quickly, when we energize it with our belief, it's belief that does it, we turn that uh -huh. instantly into emotion. The more we stay focused, because it's quite hypnotic, the more it escalates and can eventually actually become what I describe as, as dread. So that's, that's the conditioned reaction. If you take a conscious approach to fear uh -huh. through understanding of what the egoic or thinking mind is, you realize that, wait a second, I have a choice through awareness. I have a choice. This automatic negative thought is coming to me and I have a choice. I can believe it or I can choose to observe it. The moment you choose to observe it, because you realize it's either the past or the future, which, as I mentioned earlier, are only mind constructs. And we realize, wait a second, if we, if we re fully, truly realize the present moment is all there is, what does that say about fear and fear wanting to project into the future. We're now back into what I described that dreaming state. So the moment you begin to observe the thinking mind, a few things happen. You begin to create space between you and that fear. Uh -huh. And the other thing that happens is you begin to take away its power and its grip over your consciousness. Now, for some people, who have been suffering and experiencing, for example, like I did for many years, intense anxiety, one sentence, you know, an awareness into it can cause a spontaneous awakening. For others, it may take a bit of time. It all depends on that desire to, to change. So by choosing to, and this is, the, this is the way masters approach this, is when fear arises, you observe it. When you observe it, you can get to a point where it doesn't even have the ability to turn into an emotion. It literally dies within our consciousness. And when that happens, a part of us sort of resurrects and awakens. So we have a choice. We can continue to sort of react 
which only perpetuates that egoic thinking mind. Or we can begin to take a step back and observe it and realize that is the thinking mind. It's the conditioned mind, and it serves a purpose ultimately. It's not who we truly are. It is what we experience in this 3D reality. Okay, so the question is truly to get out of 3D and move closer to 5D if we can. Now, in your book, you share this heart-wrenching but beautiful story about the gold cross. Could you share that with the audience so that they can get a further understanding? I was really touched by it. Uh, Yeah, so my brother, as I was finishing up school in the United States, uh, we found out my brother was uh, diagnosed with cancer. So I went one day uh, to the hospital and, uh, you know, in the years prior, we sort of drifted apart uh, and that happens from, you know, Uh to to some people. And Uh this was a conversation. I think he was realizing um, he was coming to the end of his life. And uh, he essentially uh, in that moment told me, uh, you know, Jew, don't stay mad at people because I I know, you know, we had sort of drifted and, and there was sort of the, uh, something dividing us. So uh-huh. before he passed that that day, a couple of weeks before he passed, he he gave me his gold cross, and that gold cross um, to me uh, is a reminder of the strength uh, that he had. I remember when him going through the cancer, he was absolutely fearless, and at one point he even sort of lied to us and said, "Oh no, it was caught in time," but the truth is, it had spread. So uh-huh. he, he had given me that gold cross and that necklace. Um, and, and he told me, reminded me, he said, you know, don't forget me, Jew. You know, don't forget me. Uh-huh. I told him I, I could never. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's your brother. You you can't, regardless yeah. of the relationship. Um, yeah. So when he, um, and I lost that train of thought, so never mind. <laughs> Something <laughs> about the gold cross and it's not coming back. So let me move forward. Now, when you okay. were at the hospital, um visiting and the family was there you saw something at the end of the hall that people didn't necessarily see what was it and how do you reconcile reconcile seeing it this was a a very profound um i'm going to describe it as a mystical experience so I, i left work that night and i got off the elevator and as i got off the elevator his room was pretty much directly ahead of me but before i hit that door There was a long corridor, uh, and I remember glancing at it before, and at the end of that hallway was a greeting room. The typical, I think it was green, very bland uh, Mm -hmm. greeting room with a television and a couch. So this one particular night, I got off, and I glanced over, and this was about a week or two before he actually passed. I glanced over, and what I saw, what was appeared to me was a statue of Mary, uh, of Holy Mary. And I remember the room being blue and seeing roses about every few feet along the wall. So I walked into the room and my older sister, Jerry, was was already there and some other family members. And I said, I said, guys, that's beautiful. I said, they turned the uh, greeting room into a chapel. My sister looked at me like I had three heads. She said, what are you talking about? And uh, we we stepped out of the room and I said, look. And when we looked, the chapel was gone and it was back to being a greeting room. And um, that, that just sort of, 
I think in one sense uh, signaled to me that that he was going to to pass soon. And I should note this um, while as he was uh, in that sort of same week, two week period uh-huh. when his wife was feeding him. She noticed his eyes dart to the corner of the room. She uh-huh. looked in that area and she saw a vision of Mary as well. Wow. Do you think that was his way of letting you know he's going to be okay? Uh, absolutely. And I was actually there uh, when he passed. And I remember uh-huh. the biggest smile on his face as he was uh, leaving this world. Wow. Yeah. Well, death is beautiful, folks. It took me um, almost 70 years to really realize that. But in the fall, if you go through and you watch the foliage change, guess what? That's death. That leaves are dying. Um, they can be absolutely beautiful. <laughs> um, Julie, you, know, you talk about wisdom and you say wisdom is a one-way street from the universal mind to the local mind. Tell us more. So I, I, I approach wisdom as simply being able to tap into and listen and pay attention uh, to the intelligence, to the infinite wisdom that is within each and every one of us. So what it, it's not so much that the information is coming from a book and the information is coming from knowledge. No, it's coming from that, again, surrendered state. And you're simply putting your attention to that. And whatever it is you're sort of focusing on, you allow, because now you're you're coming from nothingness. So when a bucket is empty and continuously empty, you allow it to be filled com- continuously. Whereas if the bucket is full and you think you already know everything, you can add water and it'll just overflow. It can't hold it. But coming through that approach of listening and paying attention. So it's, I don't want to use the word humbling, but you're sort of in that state of, you know, desire and no, and knowingness that is when you allow universe to give you clarity insights that are just not available through the thinking mind. So it's that transcendent state and being in that state allowing and and having the discernment to to be guided from higher dimensions of consciousness okay in the book you devoted a whole chapter to transforming the physical through stillness tell us a bit about that so the the physical body you know it, it from from the thinking mind point of view uh, appears to be very real very dense the truth is, though, as you align more and more with stillness, your vibrational frequency begins to raise. And what also happens is the physical body, because you drop emotional density, fear, anger, jealousy, whatever emotions uh, that, that you know that we all experience, when, when those are dropped, you experience a lightness so you are filled with more light the physical body actually feels lighter i've done this uh, for example with meditations i'll have people rotate their arms before i guide them through a meditation and i say mm-hmm. make a mental note of how heavy your arms feel 
And when I'm done, they are astounded to realize how much lighter. And that's simply by letting go, releasing, alchemizing the density of emotion, of negativity. And this is also where we're headed as a collective. We're, We're heading into lighter bodies, light bodies. And um, it's a reflection of inner stillness. So it's it's mind, body, spirit, and knowing that all are one, there is no separation. So in that sense, you begin to now raise your frequency. Everything is, is becoming lighter and less dense. Okay. Talk to us a bit about the light body, what it is, and ascension and how the two um, meld together. Sure. So the light body or the subtle body, that's what connects us with our highest self and the physical. It's that intermediary. And that light body houses our chakras. It houses uh, the, the top of the head. So that seventh chakra right down to the bottom. That light body, the more we align with that through meditation and, and through, through stillness, you can actually experience it. And I'm going to tell you what it'll feel like it feels like waves of energy and you can experience that across your face, across the arms, wherever you sort of put your awareness. But, but that light body is a reality in the quantum field. And that is what we are sort of coming now to awareness to, and what so many people are are waking up to. There's so much more to us than what we see and what we see around us. Mm-hmm. And um, as we ascend as spirits, do you feel that Mother Earth herself is ascending also in the planetary constructs that we understand right now? Absolutely. And that is going to happen simply because we are changing the way we perceive ourselves and the outer world. So the more that the collective begins to realize this and realize we are already in the spiritual realm. It's just that, you know, we have been asleep to that. So as we change the way we see ourselves, we then change the way we see the outer, because the truth is both are one. There is no separation. The outer and inner world are one. This is why, and I I should mention this is circumstances because a lot of times circumstances, you know, have a way of really impacting us. But mm-hmm. I, it's important to say this: circumstances mean nothing, save the meaning that you give them. And when you realize that they are simply a projection of the way we feel inside, now you realize you don't have to change it necessarily from an outside doing this. You start changing it by changing the way you see it through beingness. Okay, so talk to us a little bit on that theme about health and about um, finances, because those are two of the big things that people are experiencing right now. You know, if they don't have COVID, they might have some other health condition that, you know, they're focusing on. And then financially, I mean, if you're in an inner city and, um, you know, your neighborhood isn't that wonderfully fantastic, how do you think yourself out of that? So, so it all, it all begins with, with what your intention is. So for example, with, with health, we can look at, uh, let's say we, we experienced a, a health challenge 
Well, Mm -hmm. what led to that? For the most part, a lot of these issues that we experience, including the cancer I went through, was started energetically. It began with a fear. It began with limiting beliefs. It began by not knowing who I truly am. It began by me not living in the present moment consciously and thereby keeping my vibrational frequency really high, but instead between past and future. So those densities, those 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 energies, after a while, because of our power, have a way of manifesting and can manifest as dis-ease, which is mm-hmm. anxiety, worry. Those wreak havoc on us. Now, the same goes for, for example, with finances. If we're focused on where we are living and and uh, you know our our present circumstances, we are shutting ourselves off to what is possible. So you don't you start by changing the way you're seeing things, but then you take action, regard whatever it is. So if it's health, then you're going to start paying more close attention to what you're eating, for example. So you you can't be sort of saying you're in alignment and yet eating whatever you want. Everything truly is about balance. You're not going to eat, you know, mm-hmm. 10, 10 cheeseburgers. So you're you're going to allow yourself to be guided. And I've actually done this before and I've had friends do it at a, at a buffet. Place your hand over, for example, organic greens, feel the vibe you get and then feel the vibe when you when you put it over for example something fried. Uh-huh. There's a different frequency to it and you, and your body, the innate wisdom and intelligence knows but it, it has to be a conscious choice. So regardless of what it is we want to change or transform in our lives, it, we have to change the way we see it. And we have to realize we are very powerful beings and everything begins with thought, emotion, and then ultimately action, what we then uh, extend into, into this reality. So we can change it doesn't matter what it is i was told uh, going back to to 24 when i began to experience intense anxiety and Uh not finding answers through the conventional route i had a specialist tell me i'm gonna at 24 i'm gonna be sitting up in a coffin having panic attacks well i had a choice in that instant i remember saying you just added fuel to my fire and come one way or another i'm gonna find a way it took me another nine years, but I did okay. find a way. So anything becomes possible the minute you decide and the minute you you say, no, this is not the way it's going to play out. I'm not going to continue. I'm going to make change. And what happens when you make that change and you slip, you go backwards? How do you move forward again? That's just part of the process. It's it's like anything we're going to experience. And ultimately, too, we can see things as as, as failures or we can simply see them as just little sort of roadblocks little sort of speed bumps to where we're we're headed um i'll give you a perfect example when i wanted to get the healing frequency published i must have hit a hundred plus maybe 125 no's had i stopped at 125 and didn't go to 126 it would not have been published Mm -hmm. so so it's it's just simply you know moving forward if you take two steps back nothing again 
I'll, I'll, I'll remind us, nothing has any meaning except the meaning we give it. So the to me, there are no failures. And if I look at what I had to go through to sort of make the shift and realize who I am, none of that was a failure. It was all blessings just coming in different disguises to direct me and to show me, no, this is who you are. Mm. I, I chuckled when you gave that um, explanation because I remember back in the sales days that I had, you know, we called it dialing for dollars. And for every hundred calls you made, you might get, you know, three people who'll talk to you and out of three people who'll talk to you one appointment. And when you had a book like 10, 12 appointments a, a week, it was a lot of no's, but you just move above it. You know, you, you get above it. They're not ready for that information right now. So I, folks, if you maybe do you feel that's the way to think about it, Julia? Yeah, that, that's the way to approach it. So we can allow ourselves to be defeated and have that egoic thinking mind, that automatic negative thinker slip in the back door and say, oh, it's never going to happen, like give up. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I go back to, to this knowing and understanding it, and people can can Google this themselves. That word desire literally means of the father. And what that speaks to me, what that tells me is, what you desire for your life is what source or God desires for you. Or so you have to become clear at what you want. Become clear and come from a space that anything and all things are possible. And that's where you begin to dream bigger. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is the minute, whatever it is you think, how big you can dream, source has an even greater plan for you and your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely does. That's why when I'm asking for anything in meditation or otherwise, I always say this is something better because I don't want to block that goodness that's coming to my to me <laughs> just because I'm not aware of it at the present time or not paying attention at the present time. Exactly. So yeah. it's it's letting go and letting letting God, letting go, letting source. Yeah, that's really important, folks. Uh, Julio, when we go to your website, julioconsiglio.com, what are we going to find there? And how are you working with folks today? So if you go to my website, you're going to find links uh, to my three books, Challenge Your Thoughts, The Healing Frequency, and my latest book, Open Your Third Eye. You're going to see some articles that I've posted there. There's a video that introduces um, the personal fires I had to go through to uh, transcend the thinking mind and links to my social media. So it sort of connects everything and, and allows um, people to, if they, if they want to uh, uh, purchase the books, they can do it right from there and it will take them straight to, to Amazon. Okay, so folks, there's a lot of uh, information out there, especially in the beginning of uh, 2022, that you can easily uh, get your hands on, uh, understand, digest, and change your life to the positive. And Julio's book, The Healing Frequency, will definitely help you heal. It's written in um, very user-friendly language. Um, it's entertaining. Uh, at some points I laughed, some points I cried, um, but you get the message, okay? And that's what you want, something that you can read, focus on, if you will, present time, the right now, and get the spiritual uh, message uh, behind it. Julio, our time is up, but please leave us with a pearl of wisdom for today? Uh, I, I want to remind everyone, and, th and this is important, to if you're focusing on the outside world and you're giving that all your attention and that's all you're seeing and you're allowing 
what is going on, that collective chaos inside of you, that is what you're going to experience. Your sovereignty and power comes from being able to look at that, but not have it repeat within your own consciousness, but rather create in your mind through these two forces, faith and trust, create in your mind and envision the life you want to see, seeing a world that is healed, a world that is free from fear, uh, a world where you can have, be, or do anything. That is the power, and those are the gifts we have within us. But you have to activate and live moment by moment, day by day, with those forces, faith, trust, and I'll also add surrender. What I mean by that uh, from another level is letting go of how and when it's going to happen. Let go. So desire, there's nothing wrong with desire. It's the attachment to outcomes that causes suffering. So I would say create and intend what you want for your life. Transcend what's going on in the outer. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. And thank you very much for being um, our guest today. I truly appreciate folks. We've been speaking with Giulio Consiglio. The book is The Healing Frequency, Transform Your Life Through the Wisdom, Power, and Clarity of Inner Stillness. This is definitely a book for the times that we're living in right now. It's definitely time to go within so that you can affect your life in a positive manner. And it's not just life right now, okay? You're also affecting the life in between life when you leave Earth. So consider getting it. Um, it would benefit you greatly. Um, and I want everyone to remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider the make consider making the masterful choice of healing your frequencies. Abundant blessings, light and love to all. Agape.